0: Yeah. And welcome to episode three of my podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I am very excited today because the guest is not only a very, very dear friend of mine, but she is just a rock star person in general. She's an incredible mother. She's a social media strategist and web designer. She has her own blog called Jewish Penicillin, which is exactly what you probably think it is. It's amazing. Her name is Laura Max Rose, and we are going to talk about a lot having to do with motherhood, and what Laura experienced and went through when she was getting pregnant. And now ha- she has her daughter, Selma, who is almost two years old. She's 16, 16 months. She's 16 months. Uh, two, I guess one and a half almost. Yeah. Um, and she's just killing it at the motherhood game. She balances She makes it look very easy, the work life balance. But I know it's not as easy as it looks. But I'm just so excited to introduce you to her and to talk to her about. We're going to get really like raw and deep here, right? We so totally welcome, balanced. Laura. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Before we dive into the main topics, can you just give a little background? What's your story?
1: So I am a mother of a 16-month-old, and I've been in Houston for the past, I think, seven years after having partially grown up here. I went to college in Boston, came home, got a job, thought I'd stick around for a year. And I ended up meeting my husband, um, whom I married uh, just about a year and a half later and had a baby with nine months after that. Um, Sorry, excuse me, got pregnant with nine months after that. And um, it's just been all uphill since I came back and met Ben, with the exception of a few bumps in the road that come with parenthood, which I'm sure we'll get into. (laughs) Um, But the funny thing is, you know, when I met, I'm here talking about mother, and before this show started you asked me if I always knew I wanted to have children and When I went on my first date with Ben, um, I was already I was pretty crazy about him right from the get go, (laughs) and he told me immediately that he wanted to have lots and lots of children. To which I responded, "Well, I'm having a really lovely time with you, but I don't plan on having any children. so Maybe that's something that we should talk about." Um, And this was on the first date. It was on the first date. We got it all. (laughs) Way to get into it, Ben, right right away. (laughs) away. We got into it right away. There was some Chardonnay involved, of uh, course, as always. But um, we got right we got right to it, and he said, "Oh, that's crazy." I, I I know you want to have children. And I said, No, seriously, though, you know, I was an only child. My mom had me when she was 41 years old, I was not planned. And my mom never had any intention of having kids. I wasn't surrounded by little children when I was growing up. And I never it wasn't that I never wanted to be a mother. It was that I never even really thought of it as an option. I can't even explain it. It wasn't. So
0: at what point did you decide? Okay, I want to do that? like I want I want to have a baby.
1: I had been dating Ben for about a month. And all of a sudden, I, I I felt very strongly about him, and I was like, you know what? This must be what happens when people like someone. I, <laughs> I want to have babies, um, and I want to have them soon. Oh, like right, I really right. knew that, like once we got married, I was going to want to have babies, oh, and so wow. we had we have one so far, and she is adorable. She's pretty amazing. Thanks, She's amazing. Um, and what so.
0: Okay. So let's, so you're pregnant. You're very close to giving birth. you the nine months is almost up. How are you feeling? Like, were you, were you excited and ready? Or I were have you... never
1: felt so good in my entire life. Wow. I felt so, it was so funny because I was gigantic. I gained 50 <laughs> pounds when I was pregnant and I never felt so beautiful. I felt like such a proud woman that I was carrying a child and my ankles were really swollen, but <laughs> I just felt like I was glowing. I I'd never, I was so thrilled about becoming a mother and so it's Um, like something something changed like
0: not overnight of course you had nine months to be pregnant but you went from not knowing if you would ever have kids ever even thinking
1: about it to this like excitement and it just kind of happened over time yeah and it was very funny because something was something was never right for me I always talked a lot about my professional ambitions but my actions were so different like I, I talked about wanting to be the next Oprah you know I wanted to have a talk show so badly so I said which I still you know you know, one day, if I'm Oprah, wonderful. Yes. But what I wanted in the way that I was arranging my life was so that I could have a family. And for whatever reason, I was just very afraid to admit that to myself in the world that that was something that I wanted so badly because right. I felt like I was supposed to have this really big career and I was supposed to want different things than what I wanted. And I remember I even took a client out to lunch and I had just gotten married and she said, Oh, please God, don't tell me you and Ben are going to have babies anytime soon. Which, oh my God. looking back, is a totally inappropriate thing to say. <laughs> um, but I, I was surrounded by some people who felt that way like wow. really thought that I was a little bit nuts um, interesting because I had always been very professionally focused and right and now you're doing both
0: and now you're doing both I'm, exceedingly I'm well working on doing
1: both. thank you <laughs> of course okay. well so how
0: okay I of course you know but I don't know if everyone listening knows I don't have kids and I'm not sure if I want if and or when I want them. Um, when you when Selma came out, not to get all TMI here, but how did you feel? Did you feel immediately connected to her and like this is what you were put on this earth to do, or did it take time?
1: I have never felt more terrified in my entire life. I really went from thinking that I was literally put on this earth to bring up my daughter. I would write her when I was pregnant, I would write her letters and sit in her in the rocking chair that we bought for her nursery and write her letters. Oh my god. To her future self about what it felt like to be pregnant with her and all the things that I wanted for her. And she was born, and I just didn't even know where the sky was and where the floor was. Like you were completely... I was just blindsided. Right. And I don't... You know, I've spoken to other women, and some some have told me that they feel that way. No one is quite as willing maybe to get as into how terrified they were as me. So I don't know if I was just the most terrified or if no one else is talking about it, but I, um, I didn't feel like I could catch my breath. I had a 30 hour labor and followed by a C-section. Um, I was recovering from this major surgery and in so much pain and trying to breastfeed my new baby and just felt absolutely gigantic. I, I couldn't, I couldn't catch up on sleep, which as all new moms know, it's very difficult to Mm -hmm, get, mm -hmm. to get rest sleeping when the baby sleeps doesn't really happen. Uh, I <laughs> I was extremely, extremely emotional and I just uh, I didn't know if, I, I thought I was always going to feel that way and I, I have spoken to so many new moms who who talk about that feeling of I, oh my god, I just entered this new world and I'm never not going to feel this emotional. And you didn't I, think there was an end to, like I didn't you think this there was, was an it. end. I was like, oh my god, I just crossed the threshold into this new vortex, this new world where oh I'm god. always going to feel this emotional and I remember coming home from the hospital and sitting on my couch and just sobbing and saying to my husband, I feel like my heart is outside of my body, and I I can't. I need some reprieve. Like this is wow. too much for me. I feel like my heart now exists outside of my body in my child. Oh my god! And gosh. I was just so vulnerable, and I I had no. There was no relief. I couldn't think of no relief, the, and I didn't think I was ever not going to feel that intense. So, at what point? I guess for how long did this feeling go on? The intensity um, of that of, of that emotional intensity lasted for about two weeks, which is very normal. Okay. Um, so two. Two weeks, you have the baby blues, the post-baby blues, as they so say. So this is so, a thing. I mean, uh, it was it was a, it's a real thing. Okay. And, you know, as women, our hormones drop after we have a baby, and I was like, feeling very emotional and crying a lot. Everyone said, you know, the first two weeks are the hardest. Six weeks is another milestone. It gets much easier after six weeks. That was definitely true for me. Okay. Um, after three months, there's another turning point. Gets a little bit easier. Six months is like an even bigger one, and after a year, you know, you're supposed to feel great. You feel, yeah. And something. I was following in, in all those milestones really perfectly um, up until about six months. Something changed. And at six months, I, um, I my daughter was in a daycare program, and I would always, you know, see other moms and talk to them about, um, you know, what was going on with our kids. And I noticed some moms would say to me, like, oh, God, you've just hit six months. Lucky you. Like, it's gotten so much easier, hasn't it? Or you must be so much happier. Or you're finally free. You've finally gotten through the, gotten <laughs> right. through the shit. And I was feeling, like, so much worse all of a sudden. and um, that Worse than you were at that those beginning couple weeks? Not as bad as those... Those beginning couple of weeks were almost blinding. Like, I couldn't wow. function. But this was just a real um, darkness had come over me. And it was sort of hallmarked by this constant nagging feeling that I was not a good mother. Which, mm. looking back, is kind of funny because I dedicated everything I had to my incredible mother to my my child well thank you but But I can't imagine that feeling I felt very strongly that everyone was looking at me and thinking that I that I was, there was something wrong with me that I didn't know what I was doing. I felt, someone told me before I had Selma that having a child would be the thing that finally made me feel like an adult. Right. And it was so funny because when she was born, I'd never felt like more of a child. Oh my God. Like I felt so unqualified. I felt so young. Right. And um, I didn't know that those feelings were actually were actually feelings that are associated with postpartum depression. I just thought I was having a hard time and I right. should be able to move through it. And I just needed to work a little bit harder and get past whatever I was going through. But it was postpartum it depression. It was. That was what I discovered at about um, eight or nine months. My husband, thank God, just said, you know, I, I didn't I didn't think that there was anything wrong because I had really gotten used to feeling that way. Right. And he was the one who insisted that maybe I could be happier, that I didn't have to feel the way that I was feeling all the time. And I thought, you know, I'm a new mom. This is how I'm supposed to feel. But he was really encouraging me to listen to that nagging feeling I had that something wasn't right. And I would Google postpartum depression all the time. And the first thing I would come up with is that um, postpartum depression means feeling a lack of... um, Not having a bond with your child. Okay. And I didn't, I thank God I didn't experience that. I know a lot of women do, but I felt very, very close to my daughter. I loved her so much. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I got up when she cried, I was very, very attached to her. So I would always see that number one item on the list of the checklist of if, whether or not you have postpartum depression. And I would just say, okay, that's not what's going on here. I'm just, you know, there's so you just, just else you didn't think it me. was an option. You didn't yeah. think that was And, and I really wish that that wasn't the case. Like I, I wish that it had been easier for me to determine that I was suffering from postpartum depression. Right. Um, so I, um, I ended up seeing a, a therapist, um, who this just incredible woman who, I sat down in her chair and it took her all five seconds to say, sweetheart, like you literally sound like you're reading from the book of what postpartum Wow is. And I oh, was like, right away. oh yeah, I was so relieved because I was like, really? I keep thinking that I'm like, I don't fit that description right. at all. And that's why, um, and that's why I've been so un- upset is because I don't know where I fit. I don't know what's wrong with me. I, I just want to feel good again. Exactly. You know, I don't want to feel this way forever. So did going to therapy help you? Did you continue to go or what, what I was did. Your- it, it really helped me. Um, I have I have really over the course of my short short life so far really done the work as they say. I've been in therapy um, for many years and I have done other things to really take care of myself emotionally. so I was um, when I arrived there, I was really open to the idea of taking medication mm-hmm. because I felt like, I've worked really hard and it was almost like working any harder was um not being kind to myself. Right. Because I needed I needed help. Like yeah. there was something there was I And you recognize that. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. I recognized that. So I ended up taking um taking medication and I felt like I can't even tell you um, a lifetime of difference after just one week. Unbelievable. Um yeah. I really like beyond I like can't completely even tell you. it was like I came to life. Like wow. a complete one eighty. And, and Ben um, noticed
0: a difference. I mean, absolutely. It was, yeah.
1: yeah. And the people in my life who... I had some friends who I spent a lot of time with express concern, like mm-hmm. just that they thought I didn't, I didn't sparkle as much as I had Right, been. right. And they noticed like, Hey, you seem
0: like, you've well, I there. remember, like I told you the other day, I remember a lunch, I believe that we were getting happy hour and I I knew something was off. And you said that was one of your worst days. Yeah. It and was it was one of, yeah, yeah. you could feel it because you, you're, you're this, you're this it. like bubbly ball of energy. And you, I could do, I mean, we have very deep conversations when we're together and I just, I knew something Something wasn't, Thank then there you go. <laughs> and I mean, so that's amazing that therapy helped. You're all about medicine. I mean, a I lot am. of people are very against medicine, against therapy, which is crazy to me. I've been going to therapy for 10 years, I mean, over 10 right. years. But some people are very, it's a very taboo topic, and, yeah. but you're clearly for it. And
1: I feel, you know, yeah, I feel extremely concerned about people who strongly advocate, like, Eastern or Western medicine, mm-hmm. like that one is totally right or the other's totally right. There's a um, there's the middle ground and everyone has to do what's right for them. I agree. And yeah. Um, I uh, I just think we need to give as women we need to give each other permission to do what 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 we need to do to make ourselves feel good again. Exactly. And I feel like I can be with my daughter now and have the best time with her and be aware that like I'm taking really good care of her. Exactly. And that's like the most incredible, incredible. Thing, I'm sure the that's most invaluable feeling yeah. that I can be with her that I could put in a day of. Um, a day of playing and going to the park and baking and whatever it is that we end up doing together, and I can have the acknowledgement, yes. like you know what, you did a good job today, mm-hmm. and I can take the day off and spend it with my husband while my mom watches Selma and say, you know what, I'm also doing something exactly. great for my daughter because I'm taking time to be with my husband exactly. And before my sense of my guilt was just crippling me, like oh, I couldn't I can't even imagine. Anything.
0: Yeah. So I I only thought that because obviously, I mean, I just didn't know. I thought postpartum depression would come like right after you had the baby, but you're saying you this was eight eight months
1: and for some people it does I became Uh, aware of mine in about eight months I would say I started to I I experienced it right from the beginning Wow. um, because there was always sort of this layer of it but where it started to really become apparent was right at six months where my experience of new motherhood started to divert from where other people's experiences interesting Um, that six-month turning point we're supposed to have where we feel better um I wasn't wasn't (laughs) wasn't wasn't the case with you well what I love about Lauren what I tell her all the time is she because she is so real
0: again why we are probably very very close she like again because I'll talk to her about you know I just don't know if kids are for me I'm not sure and she's she's always like be sure <laughs> because the first three months are fucking hell like literally <laughs> Laura says this and I'm like you are the only mother that has ever been honest about that like thank you for not sugarcoating this well, I mean I've
1: never been more sure of anything in my life ooh, truly I right. That I that I wanted to have kids and when my daughter was born I was very young I was 27 when she was born. And the feelings I this feeling that I had that I was never going to feel normal again was so scary and terrifying that I feel like in order to experience that feeling, it's it's much easier if you're at least mostly sure that you (laughs) want to have kids. I think we all like the right like people have children if they're meant to like don't you know, but at the same time, it's it's much easier if you really know that you want to have children because I really knew. And I can tell you today that like, oh, my God, Selma is the most incredible Uh, thing that's ever happened. the best thing it's in amazing. ever. Yeah. Right, exactly. Um, but those, you sacrifice in ways you never knew you were going to have right. to sacrifice in those first three months. And even if you have a ton of help or not at all, like there isn't a woman in the world who's going to tell you that those first three months aren't hard. I will say that having help is much easier than <laughs> not and that I didn't have enough. So <laughs> the, next time around, you all, we're going right. to go a little crazier with that. So
0: now that you are beyond, I mean, you're well beyond that hump of that uncertainty and this it's scary feeling and you're in a, such a good place now. Out with her and everything. How how is it? How's motherhood? It's awesome. It's the best. Yeah. It's I really the- I can't even say how amazing it really. is. Really. And yeah. do you feel, again, I'm not a mother, but but um, I'm on social media. So I, you <laughs> know, I'm you know i scrolling through Instagram and everything. Do you feel, because it, it, social media and Instagram in general is, I mean, you can play the comparison game all, all day, all every day. day long, yeah. Do you feel that um, even more so being a mother, are you finding yourself compar- like, oh, her daughter was walking. Oh, and mine wasn't walking oh, yet. Yeah. And, oh, it's a
1: huge problem. Really? I find that like with the, yes, because we didn't used to know when our friend's kids were finally sitting mm-hmm. up and walking or eating solids, and now we know everything. Right, because it's all documented. It's all documented. (laughs) The capacity to compare yourselves. um, I'm lucky that I have a really amazing pediatrician who encouraged me from day one just to let my daughter be, my daughter to grow as she would grow. And I also think about how... Um, unfair it is to her to compare her in that way. For right. Me to um, look at somebody else's child and say, "Oh, well, she's doing this. Like, what about my daughter? That um, it's so much better for her to just let her grow at her own pace." Right. And um, I've had to pr- take actions to protect myself in that way. So there are certain people, you know, I won't follow them on Instagram. Really. Or- you know, I think it's a little dangerous how some women make out motherhood to be literally well, that's the complete opposite right? of what it <laughs> is. is. Like, well, because you see those pictures the first three months, uh, and it's like, oh my
0: god, they—it it is just easy. Like, easy yeah. breezy. Anyone could do it. Anyone Anyone do I, it yeah. right. But it's actually a lot harder than you see on social and media. And we only and
1: post about the wonderful moment. Of course, of course. We really do. And we end up comparing our, um, what is that? We compare our uh, demo reel to other people's yeah, highlight reel. Yeah, I knew exactly yeah. where you were going with that. Yeah, yeah. 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 so it's just, um, it can be really it can really wreak havoc I think on um, on your mental health and so it's best to avoid it. <laughs> I would say avoiding it as much as possible if you're if you're particularly sensitive to that kind of stuff. Right, right. You know, Brene Brown posted something the other day that said, "Don't compare yourself. I, I I shall not compare myself to strangers on the internet." Mm-hmm. Most of the people I was comparing myself to were people I didn't know. Strangers on the
0: internet. You don't yeah. know what's going behind closed doors. Exactly. You don't know anything beyond yeah. what you see on Instagram or exactly. Facebook. You know. I, and what about in person? So now, aside from social media, I you know imagine maybe you're in a play group or two, or you go to music class or Gymboree or whatever it is, do you find yourself that these other mothers that you are around I- in person that you feel that compare, that you're kind of playing that comparison game or how, how is it in person with other mothers? I think mothers? that
1: among mothers, depending on the mothers that you're around, there can be a high level of competitive energy really among the mothers, obviously not among the children. Of course. Right, right. And that just being really, I'm very sensitive to that. And as a result, I've really chosen to surround myself with women who are encouraging mm-hmm. women who we don't compare our children. We can laugh together. Mm-hmm. We can talk about how difficult it is sometimes. Right how great it is other times. Um, you keep it real. I mean, you're, we you're being keep it honest real. About I mean, it. I think it's really important not to waste your time in motherhood on anything that doesn't make you feel good about mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, you don't have to have a reason why. If being around a particular person makes you feel like you're not doing something well enough or good enough, you don't need to be around that There's person. There's no reason. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, just take exquisite care of yourself mm-hmm. because you are your biggest asset. You are the person that is going to, um, you are going to be a better mother for making sure that you are happy. And whatever you need to do to take care of yourself,
0: you have to give yourself permission. And if that, that means not hanging out with a certain person or being in a certain play group or going to a certain gym, you know, gymboree class, then don't.
1: Ex- I, mean, I mean, seriously, there's yeah. so many other things to do. And I think new, new motherhood, that first year especially, is a really sensitive, delicate time. It's yeah. really easy to feel like you're not doing enough or not doing it right. And if you're prone to that... You don't have to make any excuses. Right. Don't take care of yourself and do whatever you have to do. I love that
0: advice. And then what about, I think you handle, I'm sure you're going to say, well, I don't know, but I think you can handle your work life balance and your, your motherhood hat. And then your being a wife hat and friends. I, I feel like you really balance it all so well. I feel like you spend, I mean, your daughter's your number one, of course, always and always, but you also hang out with people that don't have babies. You hang out with people that you, you go out with Ben on date nights and,
1: and, you do things with him without Selma. And I think, so how do you
0: balance that? Date night
1: is really important. Um, whatever you can, um, whatever you can swing however often you can make time to be with just your spouse. I think it's really important to make that time. Um, then and I have, um, we have date night every Saturday, like sort of standing, on, like it's just standing. Mm-hmm. So like what we realized was we would end up having plans. Like every other Saturday, we try to get a nanny at the last minute. Wouldn't be able to. So we found someone to watch someone Saturday nights that we really love and really trust. And she comes and on on Saturday at six and we have date night. I actually got that idea from a friend of mine. I love that. So every, it doesn't matter what you do. It could be a
0: casual quick dinner or yeah, movie, anything. But
1: it's time for just the two of us and it's part of our schedule. And um, I would also say that we established a bedtime for Selma as soon as we could. I mean, by the time she was three months old, she went to bed at seven. And from seven to 10, mom and dad are up and hanging out with each other. And that really instills a sense of normalcy because Mm -hmm. you go back to these routines of seeing each other really frequently and making that time for each other and for yourselves is just paramount to happiness. Um, I think that that's super important. I will say that while I have, um, you know, I run my own business, I um and I take care of Selma when I'm not doing that. My career right now. Um, I'm sure if I didn't have a child and I wasn't married, I would probably be doing a million more things around my career. But right. I, I've come to understand that I'm lucky to have my husband and my daughter pulling my arm and mm-hmm. have them to to be with and to be around and to call them my family. Right. And there will be time for my work later. Of course. And that what there's not time for is these moments with them where you know my daughter wakes up the next day and she looks like a completely different person. Right. Like she she grows overnight. Yeah. So of course it's sometimes. It's painful to um, let go around my career that it's not everything I always imagined it would be right now, but that everything comes in its own time, and we really need to be easier on ourselves as mothers that we can't really do it all at once. Right. Um, We can just do the best we can, and we need to do whatever is calling our name at the moment. Exactly. And when you, how soon after you had Selma, did
0: you get back into your work groove? Did you take a maternity um, leave? I took
1: maternity leave for three months. I started working again after three months, but I I got back into my work group I would say about <laughs> four months ago. Uh, okay. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it took time. <laughs> yeah, it took time for me to not like really resent having to get my work done. Got it. So honest, at what point yeah. did she go to daycare though? Um, it, she went to daycare starting at three months old, which I will it. say I told people that I was doing that and I just got looks of horror. And I'm sure. I'm sure. sure. Oh my, I'm sure. Are like, what are you doing? But
0: Best decision, right? Best decision right? Right?
1: I ever made. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay.
0: And it was hard. I, was it hard um, at
1: it first? Was, it was at the time, I have to tell you, Julie, I was just so grateful that I had a place that would take care of her because mm-hmm. I had to work. Right. And um, I know how hard it is to get into daycare or to find a good nanny. And I was just like, I'm so glad that I know that she's safe. Right. And she's somewhere where she's being taken care of. And she's probably of. very happy. And she... I was just so glad she was happy. Yeah. And I know there are a lot of women who really feel guilty or sad at that point turning point when they get off of their maternity leave. But I think eventually we kind of all come to the same conclusion that we're right. really lucky to have yeah. our, to, for our kids to be taken care of.
0: Of course. Of course. So yeah. speaking of your work and, you know, being on that maternity leave and going back and the past only four months, you said you're back in the groove. Tell a little bit about what you do for work as a social media consultant, strategist and a web designer.
1: So yeah, I, for about a year now I've had my own, um, I've had my own web design and um, online marketing company. So I work with several clients to develop social media strategy. I have several website clients. I do some brand consulting as well. And I've really been doing this for about six years, but I just started really doing it on my own. Right. And I love it. It's um, a really amazing way for me to connect with people, to stay current on everything that's going on in the world. Mm -hmm. I have so many different kinds of clients. And um, I think it's good for me to have something that I'm passionate about that I can work on and get my hands dirty with it. Right, right, exactly. And then you also have Jewish Penicillin. Jewish Penicillin is my yes. blog, which yes. I have, which is enough. the best name ever. Thank you. Thank you. Tell them what it's about. <laughs> Jewish Penicillin, um, the tagline is soul food from a Gen Y Jewish mother, so I Love it. actually came up with it before I got pregnant. I remember, I remember we were at, I think, Salento, which is a place in Houston, <laughs> having wine,
0: as we do, although you were probably pregnant at the time, so you weren't having wine. And we were talking about it, and you're like, but do you think that's a good name like do you and like this is genius this is genius thank you so,
1: <laughs> so I, I i just talk about you know what it's like not only just as a mother but as a human being um mm-hmm. going through the ins and outs of of life and um trying to not manage it all because i'm not going to lie to anyone and tell you that i actually manage it all but i'm <laughs> well, not making it look good you know, being, i'm being okay with that and um really being truthful um to, about you know what we're all experiencing every day right and she and I, it's not
0: i can attest it's not all about motherhood. I read it and I, I don't have a child. And I, <laughs> even when it is about Selma, like uh, Laura is very powerful in her writing. I'm not just saying that because she's thank sitting you. two feet from me. She's an incredible writer and storyteller. So definitely Jewishpenicillin.com. Definitely check her out on there. And her Instagram, which is also very inspiring because you put a lot of your words on there too. I mean, you, thank you. you it's la- at Laura Max Rose. So definitely follow her. Laura, this was so amazing. This was so much fun. This was, thank you for opening up and being so honest. I have a feeling it's going to resonate with a lot of new mothers well, and I appreciate mothers to be you're awesome. you're awesome thank you guys so much for listening again you can follow laura at laura max rose and you can always follow me at julie lauren 14 and thank you so so much for listening and i will speak to you very soon bye-bye